You are listening to After Sunday, a Vintage Church NOLA podcast hosted by lead pastor Dustin Turner. After Sunday is focused on helping you live the gospel, serve the city, and be the church Monday through Saturday. Here is this week's episode. Welcome to After Sunday. My name is Dustin Turner, and I serve as the lead pastor of Vintage Church. In the life of the church, Sundays are important, but not everything happens on Sunday. Life happens Monday through Saturday. So my hope is that this podcast inspires and equips you to live the gospel, serve the city, and be the church after Sunday. On this week's episode, I am excited to be joined by our very own spiritual formation coordinator, Montre Wyatt. If you've been a part of Vintage for a few years now, you have probably met Montre. Montre has been that Swiss army knife in the life of our church. He has done a whole lot of stuff. And now he currently serves as one of our pastoral assistants and as our spiritual formation coordinator. And one of the reasons I wanted to have Montre on the podcast is to really talk about spiritual formation. Uh, up until his arrival and him kind of processing his calling, we hadn't really used the language of spiritual formation in the life of Vintage Church. We've talked a lot about discipleship, and we continue to do that. So what I wanted to do is get a little bit of clarity from him as to uh, what is spiritual formation. And then hopefully for us that are a part of Vintage Church, that will also help us understand a bit of what Montre does as our spiritual formation coordinator. So, hey, welcome, Montre, to the podcast. Thank you, Dustin. I'm very excited to be here. Awesome. Cool. So I know that you have a bit of a definition for spiritual formation. So why don't we start by you giving us the de- the whole definition, and then we'll walk through these different parts. Yes, I absolutely love this definition of spiritual form. Um, in my time, I believe that it is the best working definition that we as believers can use. This was uh, given to me by Dr. Scott Duvall from Washtenaw. As you know, Dustin, I went there for my undergrad, and he taught spiritual form there. And the definition that he gives is that spiritual formation is the process of allowing God to conform us into the image of Jesus Christ. Can you say that one more time? Yes. Spiritual formation is the process of allowing God to conform us into the image of Jesus Christ. Okay, so first part, it is... A process. What does that mean? Yes, Dustin. We would love to have a linear, clean, neat progression into um, the likeness of Jesus. But life isn't like that at all. Unfortunately. Yeah, so it is not a clean, neat, upward slope up, but it is a messy, complicated thing that we have to do. It's a process. We have to learn lessons and relearn lessons and learn lessons in different seasons and learn different habits and take them along the way. So it's it's a steady process. So part of what you're talking about with the process is there is a progression. There's a beginning point. There's an end point. But you're also saying it can go well and it can go bad. We can move forward. We can move backwards. Yes, and a lot of people kind of seem like they can get discouraged when, you know, they didn't read their Bible this week or they didn't pray that much this week. Um, But instead of looking at your spiritual formation as a week-to-week basis of this week was good and this week was bad, 
it's better to look at your life as a process and saying, oh, this year, I definitely look more like Jesus than I did last year. And if that's not the case, maybe you don't look more like Jesus this year than you did last year. What do you need to do to change that? It's a process. Okay. So it is a process of allowing. What does that mean? Yes. So this is where humility kind of comes into play, Dustin. So spiritual formation is the process of allowing. So God is sovereign, but he also has created us to make important decisions and to bear the responsibility of those decisions. We must allow God to work in our lives to bring about change. It's not about ultimately what we do. Okay. So in allowing, what does that look like? Like, how do we allow God? We allow God in a way to work in a way that we are not fully holding the responsibility in our own hands. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So if if I'm the ultimate authority for my spiritual growth, um, that's going to fall short rather quickly. Um, so in the allowing, I have to humbly approach the Father and let Him be the person to bring about the change. Okay. Which is the next point of the, the definition is a process of allowing God. Yes. So we are told that the Holy Spirit is the one who continues to do the earthly ministry that Jesus began. And God's Spirit lives inside of each of us as believers. Um, so he's the one doing that internal work, that progression that we can see. So how do you, I know we talk about this a lot and we're in the uh, middle of our changes series and we talk a lot about uh, the supernatural means of, uh, of how we change, but we also talk about the natural means of how we change. And so there's this, uh, in this definition, there's this like, we have to allow God, but God has to do the work. Maybe, maybe talk to us a little bit about um, what that what what does that practically look like in your life? So how do you? I know you've we've talked about allowing a little bit, but we've also talked about um, the, some of the spiritual habits: Bible reading, prayer, confession, community, etc. So what does it look like for you to allow God, but at the same time you are doing something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, good question, Justin. Yeah, what does it mean if God is the one that can provoke all this change? Then we don't really have to do anything, right? I no, wish. That's, that's not how it works. Um, so what, the, what that looks like in my life is um, really a partnership. So take the counseling process. You know okay. I am a counseling student at the seminary, and so one of the ways that we talk about counseling is that it's a partnership. Okay. So in the counseling room, I bring clinical expertise, I bring counseling psychoeducation, I bring different models and different tools. But the person coming in as a client, they're the expert on their own life. They're the expert on their experiences and what they've gone through, their perspective. And so just me giving more information doesn't really provoke a lot of change. It's that partnership that really provokes change. So when it comes to us as believers, we have to be a part of that transformation that we're seeking in God. Um, so in my life, it comes, it starts with the perspective of God wants to change me and he's the one that can change me. 
so how can I help him? Not that he needs my help, but how can he's I? He's inviting you in. He's though. inviting me yes. to help in the betterment of myself. Yep. So it's really a humbling thing as well, even when you think about it from that perspective. Um, he's allowing me to be a part of the change that we both ultimately want to see in my life. And what does that look like? That looks like the disciplines. That looks like waking up in the morning and checking in with him. That looks like praying with him when times are tough. That looks like looking into his word to see what his perspective is and his story um, and other habits that we've gone through here. It's about engaging with him because it's all about a, the relationship that we have with God as well. Yeah, I mean, from a theological perspective, we talk about this like as sanctification, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I think you could maybe say that like there's a sense in which sanctification and spiritual formation are kind of the same thing. Yeah. Our justification, our salvation, we have nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. Right, only only Jesus can save us. Right, we have to we do have to respond to it. We have to repent. We have to believe. We're called to be baptized, but it's the work of the cross. Uh, Jesus dying for us, Jesus rising for us, and then the Holy Spirit speaking to us, which calls him, which calls us to him. But when it comes to sanctification, that's kind of what you're getting at. Or when it comes to spiritual formation, that's what you're getting at. Is that this is a uh, this is a combined effort. This mm -hmm. is God wants to do something in us through the work of the Holy Spirit, but He requires something of us too, mm -hmm. and that's kind of what you were talking about with the counseling. Uh, you know, I've, in my counseling journey, I have found that my counselor both gives me tools and she prompts me. Right, so. Uh, I might be thinking one thing or she wants me to go in a, a certain direction because she knows that if I go in this direction, it will be beneficial for me. But she has to prompt me to get me to think in that direction. Otherwise, I'm not going to go there myself. Yeah. And I think, I think it's a good illustration of like, this is how God works with us. But it is a, it is a partnership. Mm -hmm. So it's spiritual formations, the process of allowing God uh, to conform us. What's this idea of conforming? Yeah, this is going to be the idea of change. So when it comes to change, that is when everything looks different. So we're talking about getting from point A to point B eventually. Um, change is that still that middle ground of you're doing things that are different. You act in ways that are different. Your character is therefore changing as well. Um, this idea of change is ultimately getting to the to the end of the definition to look like Jesus. Um, but this is where you focus in on in saying in your spiritual formation, it's all about the change that you can that you can see in a in a person's life. And sometimes that is going towards Jesus, but sometimes it's not. Um, take twenty twenty for instance. What was that? Oh, that was the year that that thing happened. You know. Uh, but we were all affected by it. And mm -hmm. I wish I was clever in my memory or remembering how someone said this very witty way of how people got out of uh, 2020. But at the end of the day, he was saying how you either came out looking like you were ripped, you either came out a biblical war hero, or you came out a slob. And that is so true. Mm-hmm. During that time of drastic differences on the outside world, we all left change. Um, and so when we're 
bringing the conversation back to spiritual formation, this idea of God wants to conform us. Um, he wants to change us from the default effects of sin in our lives and into that image of Jesus. Okay. So let's talk about what that is because that's how the definition concludes. Spiritual formation is the process of allowing God to conform us to the image of Jesus Christ. So we've already talked about like it's about change and now we're getting to like what's the end goal? The end goal is being changed into the image of Jesus Christ. What does that mean? So Jesus Christ was the embodiment of the Father here on earth. Okay. And so he provided the blueprint of what it's like to be in deep relationship with the Father, but also deep community with people on earth. Um, and he exemplified that with his devotion to the Father, with his communion with the Father. And he also demonstrated that with his um, deep compassion for others, um, his his pursuit for justice and sanctification in other people's lives, um, how he met needs here on earth. Um, really everything that he did in his ministry are examples over and over of the life that God wants us to live here on earth. And I think one of the things that we've talked about in this Changes series is this um, progression of thoughts, feelings, actions, and even going backwards of like our, our actions leading to our feelings, leading to our thoughts. And I think it's important to recognize that it wasn't just that Jesus walked around doing the right thing, but he did the right thing because he felt the right thing and he believed the right thing. And so I think part of like what you're getting at about this being conformed is God literally wants to change us from the inside out. And he wants to change our thoughts. That's, you know, what we've talked about where we, we, uh, we defeat the lie of the enemy by replacing it with the truth of Scripture. He wants us to have uh, ordered desires. He wants us to feel, but he wants us to feel uh, the right thing, uh, if you would. And then he wants us to do the right thing. And so I think it's important to understand that this conforming to the image of Jesus Christ is a holistic change. Mm -hmm. That when we're being formed spiritually, we are, we are in our totality being changed. There's not a part of us that is um, compartmentalized off and say, God, you can change all of this, but this little part of me you're not allowed to touch. Because if we're going to be like Jesus, we have to be like we have to become like Jesus in every part of us. Mm -hmm. No, that's good. And I, I find another thing to note, based on what you just said, and it's it's the Jesus part that I think we really need to think about, because I think a lot of people their their default kind of thinking of God wants to conform us is into something that's not Jesus. They think whether in their head or in their heart, those knowledges can be different, but they think God wants to conform us into people that go to church or mm. God wants to conform us into people that read their Bible or God wants us to, God wants to conform us into people that do services and go to fill the fridge. No, he doesn't want to conform us into people that do those things. He wants to conform us into a person 
that is the embodiment of his heart. Yep. And his heart is Jesus Christ. Yep. And it just happens to be that we will do those things because we're being conformed into the image of Jesus. Exactly. Okay, what else? Anything else? We've talked about the definition. Uh, share the definition again. Yes. And then what are some other things that you have about spiritual formation that you want to share with us? Yeah, so spiritual formation, again, is the process of allowing God to conform us into the image of Jesus Christ. Um, and I actually have a quote. So this is based on Dallas Willard's Renovation of the Heart. Um, he's one of the leading spiritual form people um, right now. So if you are looking to read up on spiritual form, I highly recommend that you read some of his work. But he says this in that book. He says, all people undergo a process of spiritual formation. Their spirit is formed and with it their whole being. Spiritual formation is not something just for especially righteous believers. Um, no one escapes it. The most hardened criminal as well as the most devout human beings have had a spiritual formation. They have become a certain kind of person. You have had a spiritual formation and I have had a spiritual formation and it is still ongoing. It is like education. Everyone gets one, a good one or a bad one, but we all have one. Yeah, there's this, I think another way to think about this is like we're either being, we're either being formed or we're deforming mm -hmm. almost in a way, mm -hmm. you know, where, um, it, again, it's thinking about we're either going in the right direction or we're going in the wrong direction. And I think that's important for people to understand that um, Jesus and the Bible is not the only type of spiritual formation out there. It's the right mm -hmm. kind of spiritual formation. But there are other people and other beings, see Satan, who is also trying to spiritually form us. Mm -hmm. And they're contrary to what God wants to do in us. So I think part of what I think Dallas Willard is getting at, what you're getting at, is this idea of we're not a neutral party in this, and there's no such thing as being a neutral party. We're, we're being formed in one way or another. It's, it's, uh, it's what we consume, right? If, if you're, uh, we talked about in, this, my, in my V group last night, if, if you're consuming... Um, one medium and information more than you are the word, that stuff that you're consuming is is shaping and you, shaping you, molding you, conforming you more than the, the word of God is. Uh, if you're watching all of these shows or all of these movies, those things are forming you, conforming you more than the word of God is. And I want to, I've shared this a lot lately, but I think it's important. I want to be cautious to like, I'm not telling all of us to be legalists and, you know, go out and, you know, change our, our music selection and you're no longer allowed to listen to Beyonce, right? That would be devastating to you, right? It would. Uh, but what I am saying is while we have freedoms, we've got to be very cautious to use those freedoms uh, freely, knowing that those things are shaping us, those mm -hmm. things are conforming us. And we've just got to recognize that it's good or bad. And we've got to be proactive in understanding that they're forming us when we don't even realize they're forming us. Mm -hmm. And that's the danger. Because it's not like 
it's like it's like it's what he talks about with education, right? You might think that when you like sit down in the classroom, open up your book and listen, that's the only time you're learning. But we we all know that's not true. Mm-hmm. We're always learning. Mm-hmm. And in the same way, yeah, you might think that you're being spiritually formed when you sit down, open your Bible, turn on worship music and pray. But you're also being spiritually formed when you're watching that show, when you're out with people, when you're at the mall, when you're shopping, when you're online, when you're doing anything. So I think that's important for us to recognize and always be aware of that we're always being spiritually formed. It's just how are we being spiritually formed? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so right, Dustin. And I, two things. I think one, it kind of goes back to the conversation we had yesterday about how everyone um, has to take responsibility for themselves and the thing that's going on. Um, so whether something is right, wrong, or even neutral, um, if you're consuming it, it has an impact. Mm-hmm. And we have to take responsibility of the impact that those things are having on us. And again, I, number two, like I love his education example because as someone who's been in school his whole life, going on 26 years of it education. It does end, I promise. <laughs> that's what they say. But... It goes back to, like, us as counseling students, you know, we want to be, you know, the best counselor we can be, and we want to find our counseling niche. You know, I've been specializing in um, trauma and spiritual issues um, in my time, and just because I took one class in trauma, or just because I took one really good EMDR training for trauma, that one thing doesn't make me a trauma counselor. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes more consumption it takes more trainings it takes continue to live in that world be consumed by that content and letting that content influence the way i counsel to therefore become the quote-unquote trauma counselor or be a trauma counselor yeah and part of what you're getting at is that you have to be very intentional Mm -hmm. to become the kind of trauma counselor you want to become Mm -hmm. Right. So that means, yeah, you took that one class, but then you're also reading that book. You're listening to that podcast. You're going to that training. Mm -hmm. You're intentionally deciding what you fill your mind and heart with. Spiritual formation is the same way. Mm -hmm. Like if this is who if you want to be like Jesus, which every Christian should say, I want to be like Jesus, then you have to be intentional to say then I'm putting this in me, this in me, this in me, and this in me. And I'm not putting this in me or that in me. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Yeah. Um, so we mentioned it when we talked uh, in the beginning of our conversation that we in the Life of Indian Church have used the language of discipleship for mm-hmm. a long time. And we're not necessarily getting rid of that, but we're really expanding the influence of what that means. Okay. And so I want to take some time to really talk about what that practically means for us. So, really, discipleship and spiritual form are really two halves of the same coin. So, when we think about discipleship, we think about really the discipleship cone that I love that we have here at Benches Church. And so, it goes from how we're meeting together as a church body on the gathering level. And then it goes all the way down to the self. And so, the pursuit of the discipleship cone is that we believe discipleship can happen on every level in a believer's life. Right. And what discipleship is that? That's the discipleship to be more like Jesus. Um, 
I think to help with terminology here in the life of Vintage Church, um, what has helped is that we've kind of expanded the definition um, into spiritual formation because a lot of times when people think of discipleship, they go, their mind first goes to that one-on-one -on -one relationship that a new believer might have with an older believer. Um, and yes, that is discipleship. But even more so, it's not about that younger believer being discipled by that older believer. It's about that younger believer and that older believer being discipled by God and by okay. Jesus. And so to kind of put that under the umbrella of spiritual form, I think, allows people to expand that definition and say, hey, yes, I'm, I'm still being discipled. I'm working on my spiritual formation um, because ultimately I want to be conformed into the image of Jesus Christ. It's the idea that uh, from the moment we are uh, changed to the moment we die, we should be being formed. Mm -hmm. And it's not a program or a step that we're going through. There might be programs and steps along the way mm -hmm. that we should go through, but it is a lifelong process of being conformed. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what you're getting at? Yeah. Okay. So one of the things that we've talked a lot about, um, obviously, spiritual formation, um, and two of the things that you are, uh, that's a kind of a part of your role you're actively involved in are our formation groups. So I want you to talk about that. And then something that we really haven't shared yet, or we've barely shared it, that we're going to be sharing a whole lot more about, but I want to put it on people's radars is, uh, you have also created a formation conference, so talk a little bit about both of those. Let's start with first with like formation groups. What are those? How can people get connected into them? Why should they? And then let's talk about the formation conference. Absolutely, yes. I'm so excited that this year is the first year that we have launched formation groups. Um, and so formation groups functionally have replaced what we used to call life groups. But you say, Dustin, what's the difference between life groups and formation groups? Tell me. Well, there's a big difference. Um, if you were familiar with the life group model, you knew that there was a piece about multiplication. We've cut that out. Um, we find that if you're focused more so on the people that are in the group that you're committed to, that you don't have that pressure of like who we're we taking in to split and multiply and 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 do all of that really good stuff, but can really be kind of detrimental to the group. Um, these groups are made for a deeper community. They're made for a deeper challenge and accountability. Um, so formation groups are groups of three to five same-gendered um, individuals who really want to just deepen their relationship with the Father. And so what they would do each week that they meet, you should meet probably twice a month or every other week. And you want to first ask each other the accountability questions that you've set for yourself. So if we're in a relationship in a formation group, the expectation is that I show you my struggles and I share with you some of my pain and how I need to be held accountable to be look, to look more like Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so you go through those questions together and you hold each other accountable and you challenge each other in ways that you need to be challenged. And then you move into whatever material that you've chosen as a group to discuss. So let's say if we're in a formation group together 
and well, I don't even need to do that for an example. I have a formation group. So if my formation group got together, we got together and now we're going through the F260 because we realized that we all need to have a deeper um, Bible intake rhythm in our lives. Okay. And so coming into our first meetings, we knew that was what we wanted to do. So we're now holding each other accountable to follow the plan, keep up on our reading, and we discuss what were some of the insights out of that reading from this past week. How was the Lord challenging you through the readings? What was challenging about actually sitting down and reading all those days? And different things like that. But you have so much freedom to really choose that resource that you want to use as a group. If you are you find yourself in a formation group with three new dads and you don't necessarily know if there's a resource on them on biblically how can you be a better father as you're starting a family you know you can find resources um, or you can ask for help in finding resources and we can try to find something that'd be a good fit for you but it can be as creative as you want it to be for that second step and then you close in prayer praying for one each other uh, praying for one another and just interceding on each other's behalf I think it's one thing that's really important because you talked about like we've pulled that multiplication element away. And part of the multiplication element in life groups was thinking about multiplying disciples, right? Mm-hmm. That there are uh, deci- there's new Christians that need to be discipled. And we've also created something for that as well. So it's not like we don't want to disciple new people. We just recognize that there's a need in this close of community to stay together for a while. Mm-hmm. And so there's that. There's also this new believer discipleship that we're working on where we want to pair uh, or group a new believer or new believers with a, a more mature believer to help disciple them as well. And that's really the, where the multiplication piece comes in. Mm-hmm. So if someone wants to know more about a spiritual formation group and they're wanting to sign up or they have questions, where can they go? Yes, so if you have questions, you can email me directly. So my email is montre, M-O-N-T-R-A-Y, at vcnola.com. Okay. And you've also got the option to go to our site. So okay. we have put a lot of work into filling up this webpage with a lot of resources. So if you go to nola.vcmvmt.com slash formation groups, you'll be able to see all the resources that we have on there, tips um, to how to get your group started. Um, And even if you want to register your group, you can do that there as well. Cool. And I'll link all of that. And there's also a link, because we have a spiritual formation page as well, right? We do. Where there's a ton of resources. Absolutely, we do. So we'll put that on there as well. So some of the things you were talking about, you're in a formation group and you want to talk about this, but you don't know where to go, we're trying to like curate a lot of different resources to point people toward to be able to walk through. Mm-hmm. So that's spirit, that's formation groups. Talk to us about this formation conference. What is it? Who's it for? When is it? Why should I go? I'm still on the fence of whether or not I'm attending or not. Oh, you're going. <laughs> uh, yes, Dustin. I am super pumped about this conference. I know conference. you are. Um, so it's going to be May 28th. That's Memorial Day weekend. So You don't need to go on that trip. Go ahead and stay in town. There we go. Come to the conference. It's going to be from 8 to 1. And let me tell you. It's a Saturday. It is a Saturday. 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. And the focus of the conference this year is going to be how your story impacts your relationship with God. 
we come into the world, you know, a beautiful, bright, happy baby. But guess what? Sin. Guess what? Trauma. Guess what? Family dynamics might not be the best. Whatever the story is, whatever the influence is in your life, we all come to the point where we have things in our story that we need to really lean into because those things really have a lens effect on how we view God mm -hmm. and therefore how we pursue relationship with him. Yep. And so I'm super excited. The speakers that we have come in are super awesome. One of which includes you. I didn't mean me, but <laughs> I will like be Moses. There too. <laughs> Moses said he was the humblest man on the face of the planet. Yeah, I, okay. I definitely meant the other speakers. Yes, I'll be doing it. So you'll be doing one, and then who's the other two? So we have De'Aaron uh, Washington. He is a provisionally licensed counselor. Okay. Um, he's also a PhD student here at the the seminary. Um, Do you know what he's talking on? Generally? Yeah, so he's going to be talking about trauma in the in the church. Okay. And it's super exciting. And then we have Carrie Ann from Full Life. She is an amazing powerhouse entrepreneur and counselor. And she's going to be doing the main focus of how our stories impact our relationship with God. Um, we're going to have men's and women's breakouts. Um, our, even our very own Christy Hagens, our V Women's Coordinator, will be leading the women's discussion. And we have Dr. Nave also from the counseling department at the seminary to do the men's breakout. Um, so we're super excited. We have some powerhouse people coming. Um, and you're definitely going to be able to leave with tools um, and really a really cool perspective on how you can take a hold of some of the things that you've been influenced by and use those things, use that change really to better your relationship with Jesus. Awesome. I'm, I really am looking forward to it. And uh, I think it's going to be really great. It's going to be a lot, right? No doubt it's going to be to some degree maybe a little heavy. But I think it's the kind of work that we need. I mean, spiritual formation is not like light work. It's, it's tough work. It's hard work. But it's worthwhile work because we're trying to be conformed into the image of Jesus. So I'm really excited about it. Um, I think I get to maybe open it and close it, and that's it because you don't want me to talk. You want me to soak the information up. Yeah, yeah, This is for you too. So I'm ready and excited. Uh, and we'll put a link to the sign, the registration. Mm -hmm. Registration is up. You can sign up. It's only $10. Um, that's really just to cover some of the costs of the food and stuff that we'll have. So we will have food and we will have snacks for you. Mm. So don't fret. Um, that kind of covers the cost for some of that. Um, and so we are super excited for everyone to get started and get signed up. Awesome. Yeah, I'm really excited. And like I said, we'll put the link to the registration. You can sign up for that. Uh, thank you so much for sharing this stuff. I think... Uh, I don't know if you can tell based on just the way Montre's talking about this, but one of the things that I love about him is that you're clearly passionate about this stuff. And um, because of that, you're constantly thinking, right? I didn't come to you last year and say, hey, I think we need to have a, a formation conference. You came to me and told me we were having a formation conference. And so that excites me. And um, I just want to encourage you, especially if you're a part of Vintage Church, if you uh, are looking for a resource for your spiritual form formation, that is why you have Montre Wyatt. So if you want to get in a group, you want to start a, a formation group, you have questions about formation or discipleship, whatever it might be, Montre is your guy. 
and uh, I'm just super thankful. Thank you for spending some time, um, taking some time to walk through this to hopefully um, give people clarity on spiritual formation and what it is. So thank you. If you're enjoying this content and you find it helpful, please subscribe to stay up to date. Leave a review. You can even share it with your friends. My desire is that what I share with you here will equip and inspire you to live the gospel, serve the city, and be the church after Sunday. Thanks for listening to After Sunday. If you like what you heard, subscribe to our show, leave us a review, and share it with others. If you would like to learn more about the ministry of Vintage Church, check out VintageChurchMovement.com.